Jack Daniels didn't go down well. Uh, 45 minutes away from the end of media days, we have something special in the final hour, as we always do on day four. And my favorite segment of the week is upon us, because this is the segment that I don't do a thing. I just sit back and let Michael Bratton go to town. Michael, it's great to see you. Uh, Really uh, been an entertaining week here talking to you. and, And I got to meet... The previous unknown cousin Shane this week. <laughs> cousin I, Shane is exactly what I thought he was. <laughs> I'd love to get him on here, Paul, but he's terrified. He he yeah, well, uh, step foot on here. Cousin, could you just walk behind the, uh, us for a second? <laughs> I, I want you, right there. I want everyone. No, come on. I want everyone to because if you if you know Michael Bratton's that SEC podcast, you know cousin Shane. Yep. So cousin, just uh, see if you can. Uh, Get into our shot there, and you can stop about right there. <laughs> and that is uh, that, that is like the star of your podcast. He's the star. I just show up and put it together, Paul. Without Cousin Shane, there is no show. So I, I appreciate that. Meant I mean, even though I was with the guy the other night, I, I still don't know who he is. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what is he? He's the talent. He's the comedy. He's the icebreaker. He's very funny. He's the funniest guy I know. Oh. I guess I caught him on a bad night. <laughs> Michael, it's always fun. Um, so, the questions, I, I don't have any more questions. I'm out. How many times have you, what's been the most frequently asked question you've had all week? Most asked question, probably why do I have Alabama third in the West on my official ballot? <laughs> no, don't tell me that. It's like I said, Paul, it's the decaying dynasty. <laughs> He's got the worst coaching staff he's ever assembled. Oh. And that's not me saying it. That's our, our buddy Dave Bartu, Matrix Analytical, charts all these, uh, helps coaching searches. Worst coaching staff. He doesn't have a single assistant, Paul, or coordinator, ranked as the top two in his position in the entire SEC. Nick Saban's lost his fastball. It's evident by what we've seen on the field. It's evident by what they got at the quarterback position. His coordinator hires uh, the decade of dominance is over. I've been telling you for months, Paul, LSU's the pick in the West. They're going to be the pick tomorrow. You'll see. And I think even though I have no confidence in Jimbo Fisher whatsoever, I do like the fact that he added Bobby Petrino. That's, so I think A&M's going to be better than Alabama. No response to that, Paul? I don't, I don't, I mean, what, what are, what, what, what am I supposed to say? A&M ranked ahead of Alabama. Yeah. I mean, better quarterback, better offensive coordinator, better receivers. I think this is the year. It's, it's now or never for Jimbo. And I've said it, Paul, I keep saying it all week. They don't win eight games. Jimbo's fired. His back's against the wall. They have to show something. Okay. And I know we do this every year with him, but finally, I mean, it's time. If it's not now, it's never. They host Alabama. I think that game late in the year, Texas A&M at LSU, I think that decides the West. And I like, obviously, LSU 
because I'm picking LSU to win the national championship. I said that on your program before. You have, yeah. You know, and and I, I'm somewhat kidding here. Uh, I'm really just kind of enjoying the silence. Uh, <laughs> but the one thing about what you said, I, I, I have to ask you to elaborate on it. When, when you say decaying, that almost sounds like it's getting rusty and stale. And most people still believe there is enormous talent on that Alabama roster. Right. What, what do you see that some of those who point toward recruiting don't see? Well, Paul, last time I checked, they were enormous, enormously talented last year. They had a number one overall pick. They had a number three overall sure. pick. They didn't even win the division. And Jimbo Fisher at the same time, this time last year, was singing, we got the number one class. Right. So I'm not sold on that. Alabama always signs a top two class. And about 40% of the class from two years ago is out the door already. So unless these freshmen are ready to come in and be the difference, I, I don't think that matters. But they, they have some great players. You, I mean, you know that. Of course you know that. Everybody knows that. And, and I just. They struggle on the road. There's penalty after penalty after penalty. Okay. There's lack of adjustments. People don't realize, Paul, I mean, in that LSU game that they lost, course it came down to a two-point play so you you could say well they nearly won it well had Nick Saban not gone for it on two other two-point conversions they failed to get it he's mismanaging the game the final two-point conversion they had too many men on the field and this is after a timeout Paul I mean when in your lifetime have you seen a Nick Saban team do that no and by the way I mean I I have said that about last year but to me part of the issue last year was the staff Right. And that's now changed. And you don't know. Uh, I mean, Reese is a wild card. I know everybody loves him. Nick Saban sat right here yesterday and told me. I, I, he said, I love Tommy Reese. I never really heard Saban say that. You didn't hear him say that about Lane <laughs> Kiffin, did you? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, is he is he is he? Doing it for other reasons. You know, Kevin Steele, I think, I think we could admit, uh, agree Kevin Steele was a placeholder for Jeremy Pruitt. Right. That's not happening now. And he's, in his past, an excellent defensive coordinator. And I, I won't hold last year against him, but his, I believe he was at Miami. They were awful on defense. Again, I don't hold that necessarily against Kevin Steele, but it's an uninspiring move, Paul, when Georgia is just dominant on the defensive side of the ball. They have on that line of scrimmage. They win those battles on the field on Saturday. I'm not seeing that. And that's another thing with Alabama. Everyone just assumes we're going to get back to ground and pound. We're going to dominate on the line of scrimmage, the offensive line. The offensive line has been holding them back, I think, the last couple of years. They've not – Alabama, in their heyday, the opponent knew they were going to run the ball. They couldn't stop it. Well, in the last couple of years, Alabama's getting stopped short on those. So I don't know if it's a lack of development. I don't know if it's coaching. I think it's all the above, and we're just assuming, because they're signing all these five stars, that they can flip a switch and be dominant on the line of scrimmage, and I don't see it from Alabama. But, and the reason people think that is because they always have. Right. You said fastball for, for Nick Saban. What does that mean? Well, where were the adjustments against Tennessee? I mean, I've never seen anything like that, Paul. There's not a single player on Josh Heupel's roster last year that Nick Saban would have switch for one of his own yet they couldn't slow it down i mean they had to go what 60 yards and 20 seconds couldn't stop it i mean it was pathetic and you can blame that on the defensive coordinator which i'm sure they do 
but ultimately that's on Nick Saban. And when you're losing those games, could have lost to Texas. I mean, that would have been embarrassing. Lost to LSU. I, I just think it's significantly downgraded, and particularly coaching on the road. Now, this year they don't have those challenging road games. No. But I think other, they, other than A&M. Right, A&M. But we'll find out real quick. Texas, I think Tennessee can go down to Alabama. I'm not saying they will beat them, but I think they can. LSU coming down there. They've had success in Bryant-Denny. That's another so if, if, final question. Uh, if Alabama finishes third in the SEC, what would, what would that what, what would the record be? I mean, I don't think there's this massive gap between them and A&M and LSU. Probably around 10 and 2 with LSU, maybe 11 and 1 and A&M 10 and 2 with a win over Alabama. Alabama somewhere in, in that 10 and 2 range. Right. Now, the kid they got from Notre Dame, if he's their starting quarterback, that's a terrible sign. Nine and three, eight and four. I mean, eight and four. I mean, I've watched him play. I, I don't know if if that's where they're at with their quarterback room. It's they're well, in real well, Which quarterback would would get them to ten and two or or possibly better? I mean, I don't even know if that if he's on the roster, Paul. Okay. And you saw that by the, some of the guys they were reportedly. Is it too late to pick someone up? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone from Ole Miss can get uh, dismissed or yeah. what have you. You know, Kiffin says, I'll give you one of my guys. Exactly. I mean, that's what they may need. It's too late for that, obviously, but uh, maybe they can make some kind of NIL deal that, I, that I'm unaware of. <laughs> well, I, I told you the other night, I said, we, we always love having you on, and yeah. you, you never disappoint. Today, you left me speechless three different times. Yep. I look forward to the next time. I appreciate you having me on, Paul. I'm exhausted. I'm going to go home. I'm going to put on a Billy Napier press conference. <laughs> And I want to be asleep in 30 seconds. <laughs> Michael Bratton dropping the mic on the way out. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely. We'll be right back. <laughs>